Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to our polarity therapy um, information seminars, and we're very happy to present these on behalf of the American Polarity Therapy Association, and they're very exciting, and I enjoyed the first part of talking about how to assess through the elements, and here's what I'd like you to do. I know we did send you some material, but I'm going to kind of do a review. I know I went over the concepts of assessment. Um, I'm going to review that just a little bit. But I think one of the most important important things is, and what's exciting to me, is as we all move in as energy practitioners, as polarity practitioners, you know, we said this so many times, we are at the right place at the right time. And we have a golden opportunity here. It's open. I think there's so many portals open, but we have a golden opportunity here to really reach deep into our whole new paradigm, stuff that some of us have been working on, and I know even more so than even the 20 or 30 years that I've been dealing with it. I know people who have been working on it for 50 years, and of course when you go back and read Dr. Stone's material or Edgar Casey or any of the of the of the men and women who have been really advocating a holistic approach. I think we sometimes confuse the fact that we just say, well, we're just energy medicine. But I think we we cannot be energy people if we don't understand the whole graphic system, the whole approach, the holistic system. That's why I think it's everything's moving into looking at first of all that we are at the very primary base. We are subtle energy systems first. And everything builds from there. And this is part of our theory, and I think our people I know are, are on the call are Reiki people as well as polarity people. Uh, we have uh, we had a wonderful um, five-day program as part of our bioenergetic advanced quantum, studying the epigenetics, studying the whole process of uh, the, um, the more in-depth concepts of bioenergetic practices. You know, we have some good um, material, whether we're talking about the vibrational medicine, whether we're talking about, um, you know, work with Jim Oshman, who has done a lot of work with the science of energy. So we, I just give that as, a, as an overview because, number one, I think some of our general guidelines, and I'm, I'm going to be real specific in areas, and I am going to stop and and Letitia will pick a few of you and just answer some questions as you come and as we go through this. I want to develop the concept here. So the overview, number one, is we have a great paradigm here, no matter which part of it you're in, that's based on holism, that's based on the subtle energy systems, and is based on shifting the paradigm from a disease-driven paradigm to a wellness, but even more importantly, for us to get away from what we should not be doing anyhow, which is doing uh, diagnosing, prescribing, and coming to the point of trying to model ourselves after Western medicine. They have a very important piece of our healthcare system, but we are not that. And sometimes we we try. To, I see sometimes even people who are really uh, based in a holistic approach trying to model after the same system, 
and and it will never work. So tonight, my my goal is to continue on with the whole idea that if we are going to present ourselves as a as a whole another paradigm, a new a new emerging profession, energy medicine, bioenergetic bio uh, polarity, the whole process is we need to understand that first and foremost, we have the most incredible opportunity to learn everything we can learn about our energetic system in relationship to the model that have been used for 10,000 years, whether it's Ayurvedic or Chinese, where we look at the elements. We look at assessment. We look at a holistic integration approach of understanding the elements. And we can actually keep ourselves safe. We can have a safe practice. We can really profoundly affect people in healthcare by staying in our scope of practice and relating to what we know the best, which is prevention, which is, you know, the whole concept is if we can really get the knowledge, the whole bioenergetic knowledge, the quantum physics knowledge, and we understand how energy manifests and how it steps down from source to form and form back to source, if we understand the whole pattern, the pattern situation evolving at the subtle energy level first, we can extrapolate all that information into the system of looking at the body mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, and at the subtle energy level, and we can see way before things manifest at the physical level, we can see and assess. I like the term assessment. We can assess through the, the paradigm we know the best, which will really give us the answers to prevention and staying within our, whole, our, whole, our a complete holographic system. And that's assessing through the elements. It, we have to we have to change our terminology. We have to look at you know I think polarity therapy can be a way of understanding or any other form of it, but polarity especially from an energy point of view. And you know what we think in in polarity and and bioenergetics and what we think of as a disease, it's really the blocks and the disruptions and the imbalances of the free flow of energy in the system that really, really, if you look at it subtly, underlies the causes of all disease. Now, that's important because we have to know why we're doing this. And I'll tell you, it is not a difficult system to learn. It's kind of complicated. It's like learning to play a chess game. You've got to know the five elements. You've got to know the step down. You've got to know some of not just Dr. Stone's theories, but the really intricate theories of energy. And, you know, it's like being an electrician. You know, we, we know that we have circuit breakers, and we know we can analyze what's happening in our whole house system by looking at the frequencies in the circuit breakers, or a circuit breaker is overloaded, it pops out, or if it, if it has no energy in it, you can't get any conductivity. And we can quickly understand that. We have to, we have to make, change the rules we have to change our our system to 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 really get to the point that we analyze people in our terminology and i say this to you because you know i think by by understanding the five elements ether or space air fire water and earth and their respective chakras or centers of manifestations 
we really, really get a clearer picture of the causes of the potential imbalances and blocks. And this is this is where we have, and I'm going to call this what what I think it really is, where we have already the knowledge of information access. I'm serious. This and, and we're studying this in the bioenergetics. You know, if you read Bruce Lipton's books on the biology of belief and look at the whole new concept of epigenetics, you really are getting the whole idea that it's the environment. And yeah, we have a core DNA, but we also have a core value of the elements. And I think by understanding, you know, the energy of the elements, how each element organizes and expresses itself as they manifest at different levels. You know this from your step down in polarity. As they manifest at different levels of frequency or vibration, you know, you can name them mentally, emotionally, and physically, the fields of action. We can understand. We can actually see it in, in, in a holistic approach. We can understand the nature of even our own imbalances and you, get, you look at the fields of action, the physical, the mental, the emotional. We can understand the nature of how we, we will have a tendency for these imbalances in, in to become chronic conditions. We have, I honestly, maybe I'm, I'm biased, but you know, we, have the, we have the answer in our hands. We have the answer to wellness prevention. No, we are not medical people. We do not... You know, and you have to be careful because we have a tendency to be Western oriented, and so sometimes even as energy practitioners, we will diagnose without even thinking about it, and we will look at conditions and say, "Oh, you have you have chronic fatigue. Oh, you have what should we do? What herb will fix the the uh, inflammation? What herb will fix the chronic fatigue or the fibromyalgia?" And when you start getting into that symptom and causal relationships, you really do diagnose. What's more important for us is to really be so skilled at the elemental assessment that you can see the patterns. Energy moves down and out and up and in. Dr. Stone has three variables when it looks at the geometrics and patterns. Energy will always move into patterns. You know, you can this basic step down is simple, but it also morphs into energetic patterns. That's what builds your structure. And, and when we look at the energetic structural integration, I have a whole course and a manual on that whole concept of the energetic structural integration. That is a predominant thing. You have projection and reflection, which shows the body in its relationship. Oh, the body reflexology, that's what I call polarity, body reflexology. You have symmetry and balance, which some of you tried today and some of you looked at the whole system of the star work, the harmonics that we do so well. And then we have involution and evolution, which shows that how the how the body processes from the elements. The, you know, involution into form, form back to source. And you have to go through that that process. You can't skip a process when you when you look at the whole how the body is really responding to everything that it has in nature. So I, you know, in each each element, you know. And, and if you look at how, how each element organizes and expresses itself, is it will manifest, like I said, at different levels of frequency, which is the step down of the chakras, or vibrational, namely mentally, 
So you will, it may be the same vibration, but if you get to know the elements and get to know them from the standpoint of how they interact with each other, number one, and we'll go over that a little bit tonight, and number two, how they reference to vibrational imbalances or balance, but they will, there's, there's levels of frequency or vibration and they will mentally, emotionally, physically, and I think we can we can really each element will manifest and express through mental, emotion, physical fields, you know, thoughts and thought patterns. But then we can start reading those when a person thinks about something. You you know, if you know someone well, you can kind of kind of you kind of understand that. Then you look at it emotionally, physically, it's kind of easy. The shape, the appearance, and the function of our physical body is really all dependent upon the nature of the elements and how, how, the, how the elements are, are showing, affecting and showing, being, being present. And, and, and you look at what is being present. And that's one thing that I think we do really well. And if any of you are interested, we do a very in-depth um, assessment where we do tongue analysis, um, even walking analysis, movement. We look at toes. We look at pulses. Dr. Stone was huge with the pulses. And he started with the neck pulses, of course, the wrist pulses, the vata pitta kapha pulses, the ankle pulses. And, which, and, and you know, most, most medicine will take one pulse and count it. You can feel the different frequencies and the different vibrations in different parts of the body. We get into that heavy in our in, in uh, our BCPP because we 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 can that's what that's our area. Doctors would never do that. You know they they don't they don't that's not their paradigm, which is fine, but is our paradigm? Okay, so one thing I want to kind of get through, and I will stop for questions. So if I'm going too fast, and we'll record this, and you can you can see it. But you know I think for Let's call it energetically reading the body. I call it energetic evaluation. Um, you know, anything that you 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 want to frame differently, you should put it into the whole concept of how you are reading the body energetically, and you base that all. And I, I'll go over some some concepts of how we do how I do it in phases and how we teach our people to do it in phases, even from the intake. To the information and the and the uh, get gleaning the information from the client and visual visual assessment and body systems assessment are hugely accurate more so than we think. So the the how we some guidelines for energetically reading the body I think are and this is important. I think you really have to. Understand that the person, and if whether you and you, the more skilled you are, the more you can even tell the way a person holds their lips, the way a person leans ahead to the right, and this constant way the body shifts. I always look at the clavicle. We do this a lot in our in our. Uh, we have we've we've even added more sections into our in our BCPP to energetic evaluation and assessment. You know, when you see a look at a finger and you see. The you know the finger you know as above so below that's a big premise, but your fingers have uh, your thumb has two joints your fingers have three but what do you think if you look at the air look at your air finger you got a, a three joints you got the distal joints and you have the proximal joints each one of those 
is based on the subtle energy patterns before they ever manifest physically, which is attraction repulsion, which is neutral, positive, and negative. That's the whole basis, electromagnetic force. That's the whole basis of our polarity and our energy. So when I look at the finger and I see any distortions in the first joint, I immediately know that's involved with the positive pole of air. When I look at the middle joint and I see a little inflammation, that's kidneys. I immediately, I'm giving you things that are really pretty concrete, immediately look at kidney uh, frequencies, kidney issues. I mean, I think that. Am I diagnosing? No. What I'm doing is I'm looking at relationships. And I've been challenged with medical boards and everything else. And I, they say, well, you do diagnose. And I said, no. I said, I look at energetic relationships in the body. I look at for patterns. I look for stress points. I look at where is the body holding the stress. I look at the, at the reflexology of the body. If I have a point in this finger, I go to maybe the toe and find out where that corollary point is there. And I can confuse them well enough to they go, okay, okay, this is not, you're fine, you're fine. <laughs> but I really believe it. And I've been put in positions where I've had to go in front of like when I was teaching at Ohio State, they would take all of us so-called CAM people, you know, the people out there, and they would give us a case study. And they would say, you, from your standpoint, your, your focus and your paradigm, analyze this and then talk to the medical school. We have a big, big course of classes there. And I would assess it through it. And you know what? I would take whatever the conditions were and I'd start looking at it. And, and, and pretty much most of us, even the other people that were there, were pretty accurate in what they could glean. And then they just spent $3,000, $4,000 for the test to come up with all these symptoms. So we do have, you know, we do have a whole lot to go on. So the whole, let me go over just a few concepts and guides and how to energetically read the body. First of all, we have to be, understand that Complete holism is 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 the is the core here. So anything you see with health or anything related is a response to life. It's a response to the environment and how it's affecting the body, or it's it's uh, it's showing how the body is reacting to that. So health is a response to life. I also think that every individual, and this is what I believe in so strongly, and it's hard because you know the more I study it, the more I I loved it, love it, and I, then I can spend a whole hour with somebody just evaluating them, then get on for the polarity session. It's interesting because in Ayurvedic medicine, I, I work with Dr. Sharma, and when I go in to see him, he spends a good 45 minutes just going, aha, uh -huh, tongue, then he looks in my eyes, he looks at the alignment of my clavicles, he looks, goes up my spine, and feels where every, like, like the whole harmonics, if L5 is, and then he possibly, he, if he sees L5, he can go to C1 or 2 and find the correlation there. And so he goes through and all the pulses, and then he looks at conditions and what I need and, and assessment, or does some body work on me, or some other things. So I don't see how medicine could ever do this, nor do we probably want them to. Because if you've got a broken bone and it's punching out of your leg, just give me someone who's really skilled in bone setting. So there's not an either or here. It's just we. We have not taken a hold of our paradigm and refined it, explained it, set up the process, and be, be really emphatic about it and work with that. My, my, my clients expect 
some type of evaluation assessment and the, and the holistic approach to it and the elemental. They like it. I give them all my clients charts. I give them, we have very good charts that goes over all the, the physical, mental, emotional things of the elements, just, you know, the colors and things that are general. Now, we go into it more depth because we take all those and understand all the specifics of the elements. Then we have to play the chess game, which I'll go into when I talk a little bit about the pentamerous and the blending of elements and how you, it's hard. So another thing is that you have to know that every single individual, that's why I like assessing by the elements because I make it very personalized healthcare. Because a vata person, a person who's very small and very airy and very small bone, I'm going to have a whole different way of looking at it or even giving them any suggestions on different nutrients or whatever than I would somebody who's very Taurus and very um, earth and very stout earth. See, this is the issue why we are going to be really the first line of health care. We'll get to the causal relationship before it manifests physically. We'll see the patterns as they are emerging, and we'll work on the wellness paradigm. We just have to get there. I think, it's, I think the only stumbling block is us, ourselves, and being excited about it and being able to understand it. And I'm happy, and so is a lot of people. Who are, who are to, we, we just need to grab this whole thing by the, the, the you know, the, the, the whole essence of it and really just coach all of our people. That's what's nice now about having the BCPP because we are board certified with the federal government. Oh, my God, we have the golden opportunity here more than any other, other uh, practice out there. Even the massage people don't have this except the few states that have it licensed. But we have an incredible uh, – I mean, it's good enough to even put our people in major hospitals doing their interning. Akron City works with us, and then they can start to work with their paradigm with some of the medical people, and they start respecting it. People can understand it very quickly. So the another thing is that we, every individual for, for reading the body, we have our unique makeup energetically. Does it have to do with DNA? Well, the DNA is, is a... Is a, is a it's a pattern we have. It's a system. But it's not, it can be changed through it, through those, with, with, with the epigenetic studies too. But we have, we, everyone has a unique makeup of energy and has a natural, healthy state. It may be different. What's good for one isn't going to be good for the other. We also have health. <laughs> you, and when you, when you work with yourself or someone, we're all going to have to deal with with energy changes all the time. Energy is perpetual, can't create it, can't destroy it. It changes all the time. So we're always having changing balance of energy. And even with the, between individuals and their environment. So one time you think, well, this is air contracted. Then you go, whoa, no, 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 fire expanded is really forcing air to be contracted. So I think the causal point here may be fire expanded. So maybe we're dealing with some anger issues emotionally, but we're probably looking at maybe some digestive. I mean, see, you just go through this process, and it's so exciting. People say, don't you get bored with it? Aren't you just doing, how could you do polarity for 30 years? And it's, every day it's different. And the more, the more tools that you have, the more to understanding you put into your tool chest, the more exciting it will be for you too. Also, in one another uh, uh, point of reading the body is that anything you notice in the body that's an imbalance will create a sign or a symptom to attract our awareness. So we have to, 
you know, that's what I love to do about the um, when working with the communication, the the energetic communication, is that you listen to the voice tone, you listen to the um, to the the way the body language is. You hear what is a an air, an airy, contracted air. You know, a very anxious and very staccato and anxious. Or you hear the expanded water tone in a voice. Babble, 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 blah, on. So anything that you hear, see, observe in the whole energetic patterns will give you some kind of sign. And it will attract people's awareness, and you have to just look at how these are interplaying. Also, all these all these signs that you look at energetically will be manifested into patterns. So, when you see, for an, I'll give you one a simple, a good one example. Of this, if you see a very air air expanded, or you know, if air is expanded, fire probably is going to be contracted. Think about if you blow out, if you have air trying to you build a fire and you have a big windstorm, you, you can't build a fire too well. To, you know, it will smolder a lot. And I always, when I teach it, I always make these references and you quickly understand how the, how the elements interplay if you just kind of think about nature and what it's, what's happening. So these patterns, you know, will give you, if I see in the air and I see that I'm really going to look at the ankles, I'm really going to possibly look and see any symptoms in the air toes, but I'm also going to look at the brachial plexus work. Uh, so you have areas of focus that you can work on when you start seeing these patterns emerge. And you know what's nice with clarity is you can do maybe a basic release, like if you're going to do the brachial plexus release, then it may explode into fire and you may can do quickly, can do some work with... Um, you know, with the solar plexus area. I mean, I know as you can go, how do you understand all this or how do you deal with it? It comes, it's just like riding a bike once you are playing a chess game. Also, another aspect is that in reading the body that we have to sit with, and we, I watch polarity people sometimes get so, a lot of them come from massage or come in, you, we get very specific. We want to get down to where do, where's the body hurt, let's do that, and let's just release that. But you, if you if you use this as reading the body, one of the guidelines is that you will uh, patterns will appear in multiple aspects of a person, and the body is a hologram. The body is a hologram. Okay. And you're going to have you're going to have chaos when you see different patterns, and if they they will change in sometimes before your eyes. So you're going to have a chaos pattern. It requires you to look at awareness and be and watch the change of the patterns. So, so I want to to go to one another step too. I want to go to the energetic guidelines. Let me just review this very quickly for you. And then Letitia, pick a couple people. I want to see if everyone's following this basic uh, overview right now before we go on. So again, the body is always in a state of moving. It will constantly change. The body is a hologram and will be integrated. So you have to look at the elements integrated. Everything can be explained according to energetic patterns. What you look for are the holding patterns in the body. The lines of force, Dr. Stone worked a lot with lines of force, gravity and lines of force, which is very important. 
And every everyone, everyone has a natural elemental and energetic makeup that is unique. That's what's really cool. And, you know, the whole is more than the sum of its parts. Now, the other variable I want to go into, and then we'll ask to see how you're, you're, you're dealing with this concept right now, is that two elements, you have all five elements in the whole. You are not just, if you're a Scorpio and you have a water air body and so on, you're not just water. Okay, two elements always and always will play with each other to create a pattern or to or the internal external aspects of that element will always be in, in play. And I think there's I think you have and I'll I'll stop here and then ask a couple questions. When you understand those ideas, then we have to go forward. We have to know all the elements and we have we now have to go to the interplay. I'm going to review the elements, but I'd like to go to the interplay so that we can go forward with that because I'd like to talk about how the elements actually blend and move and it's it's pretty it's pretty cool because you when you see someone who's really earth contracted and you say wow they're really you know a little bit compulsive obsessive but then they realize they're passive aggressive too so that's fire contracted so if earth is contracted how does that affect all the other four elements well earth contracted fire is probably usually contracted too or water's contracted so it's it's like someone says my God, you guys are guessing all the time. I said, no, we're we're observing the human homeostasis and the human holistic person and seeing how their emotions are affecting their physical. And once you see the patterns keep emerging and you know somebody and you've worked with them, I think that's why clients stay a long time with polarity people because they can see and they'll say, well, something's going on here. You've really shifted into a much more contracted state. What's going on in your life? And you know how to answer some of the right questions. Now, there's three areas, and then I'll stop here for some questions. We will move into the idea that, um, and look at the energetic actions of the body, but there are only three things that can happen to an element. Now, remember, all five elements, you usually have one, one 50% of you is going to be your predominant element. Then the other four Take take a big circle, draw it in half. Fifty percent of that circle is going to be your predominant element. Then divide the other half of the circle into into four little parts. Those are the other four elements, the parts of the pie. So if your predominant element is water, then how is it affecting? If it is, and it can do these three things. Number one, you can be in balance. Okay, and I think that's important. You know, what does what does balance look like? What does a balanced air look like? And that you have to know that. And that's what's so pretty cool about it. What's balanced air look like? Okay, now, because we are based on electromagnetic force, because the whole per principle of polarity and energy is projection and reflection, because we work with the concept of electromagnetic force and everything has three fields, a positive field, a neutral field, and a negative field. Now, it's kind of like a thermometer, you know, you can go 98.6, but then if you go up to 104, it's a very different thing. So you have to you have to be able to play in between these things. So you can be in balance, number one. You can move towards the contracting pole, the negative pole, and you can be contracted. And it can be all the way from minor contraction 
which could be all the way to being so stuck that you're almost necrotic. That's really contracted and, and, and close to major difficulties. Or you can be expanded. You can be expanded a little bit, be a little bit high, a little bit, you know, multitasking, or you can be all the way to the other end of it with a fever, raging fever, and or fire so expanded that you're angry, aggressive, and you go shoot up somebody. And this is what I think we're ha- we have happening on our earth. We have horrendous energy imbalances. And I don't think, I think it's many things, but I don't think people are paying attention to that whole area. So, Letitia, see if somebody has called on a couple of people. Let me have some feedback. And how is this doing for you? All right. Camille, do you have any feedback? I unmuted you. I unmute you. When I call you, I unmute you. I'm, I'm unmuted. Oh, you unmuted me. Yes, we can hear oh. you. Okay. Okay. Um, I know, no, it's... It's just fine. I'm just kind of lying here absorbing it as it comes. Good. Good. Any any question you have? No, not at this okay. point. Good. Thank you. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Kathy, Eddie? I unmuted you. Kathy? Or Catherine? Can you talk? I unmuted you. Okay, let's try Leslie Wilson. Leslie, do you have any questions or comments? Uh, <clears throat> no, my inclination is to feel like, okay, I need to take some more classes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but this is, it's, it's got me interested in looking at my books again some more. So this is good. Thank you. Good. Thank you. All right. Uh, what about Martha Gierke? Do you have any comments or questions? And then I just find my interest back. I've been out of it for a little bit. So I find my interest back, and I've got, I'm glad I got on the conference call. Okay. All right. Thanks, Martha. How about Larry? Do you have any questions or comments? Well, I, um, first, for starters, hey, Mary Jo, it's been a long time. How are you? Hey, Larry, how are you? Good. Very well, thanks. I was, um, when you said two elements will always be in play, I yes. wrote that down, and I'm waiting with bated breath to hear you develop that. I This whole <laughs> interplay. Thing, okay. Uh, I've a whole notepad ready to go on that. So that's that's just yeah great. Looking forward to that. This is this is great stuff. I was it was um, a nice reminder too about the the knuckles of the fingers being the poles of that element and what that points to as far as where the imbalance may lie. So that was a great reminder. Um, I'm just waiting to hear about the interplay stuff and hear you you know take off on this. This is a great call. Thank you. Okay, one more, Letitia. All right, uh, let's see. How about, um, is it Sonia Burns from Syracuse, New York? Do you have any comments or questions? Um, 
Hi. No, not not really. Not this time. I'm just I'm enjoying the call, and uh, I did your last call last month and really enjoyed it. So it's a good learning curve for me. Um, but I don't think I have any questions. Okay. Okay, and if you do, let me make a reminder. You could email, quickly email Letitia, because I'll stop and I'll answer something. But now I can keep talking forever. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm very passionate about it. But you can email her at, go ahead, Letitia. L.B.U.N.G.E. at G.L.S. Integrative Medicine. Dot org. L dot V as in boy, U N as in nurse, G as in girl, E at G as in Gary, L as in Lamb, um, S as in Sam, Integrative Medicine dot org. Okay. So what I'm going to do is go on because I want to get to what Larry was talking about, the interplay. And so I'll move right along. So let's let's let me go over a little bit of how to notice first of all before we get into the interplay. How would you notice the? Let's we'll start with ether, and we'll just go right through it. How would we notice what? First of all, let me back up. First of all, it would behoove us all to really almost like a chess game. I, I and I say this always, but it's true. Every single piece on the chessboard has an element. The rook has a different thing. You have to know what the, what the, um, you know, all of the different the queen and the king does, and what the rook and the castle. And you have, to, I have to write it down, <laughs> and I have to read. The castle can do this and this. The rook can go up so many and back so many. The one can move sideways. So each element has specific properties, or what we'll call qualities. Now, they're all the same energy. All those pieces of the chess game are the same chess game, but each one has a specific thing. Now, it's just like, and again, trying to think this concept, it's like playing chess, all those, all those inter, inter, intertwine. I mean, when you play a chess game, you are doing polarity. Because you make a move, it'll affect everything else, it'll start changing, and then you have to bring it back to looking at the whole approach. You have to see it steps ahead. But a good polarity person, and you know, it, I'll tell you, I know someone just said, well, I have to study more. You know what? This is, this is something that's all exciting. We, yeah, as we're, we're, we're advancing now in, in polarity. The American Polarity Therapy Association did a great thing by moving into the BCPP and get, getting actual uh, accreditation, board certified accreditation from the federal government. It's like a whole Title IV and colleges and everything else. They're, we're accredited. Now we could easily work together on having, you know, different seminars, webinars, and just talk this through all the time because it's, it's fun, number one. But you, once you get it, you really can do a whole different way of practicing when you get to the point where you can really delve into this. Okay, so... Everything can be contracted or expanded or neutral. Okay, now, when you start looking at the qualities, I'm going to breeze through this real quickly. When you start looking at all the qualities of, of the elements, there are general, even in an APP, you've got to look at, like, 
What's the quality of ether? Well, it has harmony, it's balance, it's emptiness, it's neutrality, it's spaciousness. Some of the emotional things we have attached to it are tranquility, universal love, uh, and so on. Then you look at the mental. You, and, you, and you have to study it this way. It's like you do the rook and the, like I said, with the chess game. What's the mental piece of ether? You know, it's peaceful, it's thoughtful, it's still, it's neutral, self-esteem. What's the neutral? Okay, what does, what, does, what does ether look like neutral? Okay, it's very, very accountable, humble, conscious choices, humility. Now, what happens when ether becomes expanded? Immediately, immediately, now think about it, as it moves towards the whole projection, the positive pole, as it expands out, you become arrogant. You come better then. There's some, some tyrant in this. There's some pride, over pride in that. So we have to, and I'm going to go through a couple of the elements. I won't go through them all because we actually can study it. And then on our advanced theory call, we actually take each element. And if any of you are interested in that, you can talk to Letitia because I'm starting in December to talk about the hermetic principles. And then we go through each element in detail, mental, physical, emotional. What does, what does then ether look like contracted? Well, okay, expanded, I saw a lot of arrogance. I saw a lot of shameless, they're shameless. But contracted is, I feel worthless. I'm less than. I'm the victim. I'm the doormat. Now, how, people say, well, manager, how do you know all this? Well, this, is, this goes back to, I studied, I was privileged to study Ayurvedic medicine with Chopra and, and also with uh, Vasat Lad in, in New Mexico for a long, long time time ago and so on and we looked at all of these variables what's vata pitta kapha i mean what's vata air air and ether what's pitta fire what's kapha water earth so we get to the point where you really see these are general categories obviously if somebody is contracted ether and you're seeing worthlessness but you see various Various maybe self-talk. You see a person self-talking like, "Oh, I'm not going to have anything. I'm less than. I'm less than." All right, you have a you have a, a a cue. You have a parameter there. Okay, emotional. What's the emotional piece of ether? Very joyful. You know, a lot of there's sometimes emotionally there's a lot of grief. It could go from grief to joy. And so people say, "Now, Mary Jo, are you saying grief is always ether?" Yeah, I am. Why? Because. Especially it goes clear back to the way they set up healthcare 10,000 years ago in Ayurveda, where they actually looked at the frequency of issues. Now, when you have space, think about yourself. I'll give you how it's set in. Grief is always ether. But let's say you have, you have somebody that you love and that person passes away, and all of a sudden your space is changed. You don't know what to do. Too much space, too much time. That's grief. Let's say you're in a situation where you really want to do something else in your life and you're stuck in a situation where you have tons of people around in your space. You can't get out of it. You can't have your privacy. You can't be alone. Grief. So there are continuances that have been passed down through, you know, like acupuncture. How did they find all those meridian points into the right points and so on? 3,000 years of studying it. Acupuncture, 6,000 years in old in Ayurveda, 3,000 years in Chinese. So we've gone through, and we, we're so silly in modern medicine, we have thrown all that out. Where doctors could assess a little bit more if they were aware of these. I have taught medical schools and have taught some of the elements, and they really kind of like them. It gives them a little sense of understanding the person. 
if they hear a higher voice, they look at a body, it's more vata or very, very, you know, pitta. So what's what's the function of ether? Okay, we know it's expression through voice. We know it's a big piece of the ultrasonic core and communications. You even go to the, the motor expressions of, 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 of ether is expression of emotion. Sensory is hearing. Physical is hair, saliva, sleep, lengthening, neck, joints, ears, harmonics are all joint spaces. Energy crosses over at all the spaces and joints. Most of the body is space, and that's what we call ether or space. So it's not a physical manifested step-down element, but it has qualities, and you can notice those. When I start seeing lots of joint issues, I see somebody having lost a loved one or they're grieving because they're lonely now or they're empty nesters, oh, you can just pick up that grief. Colors, color tones, tones, even 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 tones, the Herkowitz tones, the gemstones. So when we start, and I'm going to go through, I'll go through, I'm going to go through fire next. So you have just an idea. I'm just you can you can read this stuff, and you this is something that you you know you put on a chart and you memorize and you work with and you keep. I I keep three or four of my charts around, and I will often say, gosh, I heard this, now what was that? And I'll go to the chart. Because we can categorize everything in the environment. Everything in the environment is elemental. Okay, fire. All right, what's the general qualities of fire? All right, fire, vitality, quick, quickness of mind. These are the general qualities. Directness, impulsion, drive, warmth, metabolism, control, expansive, radiating. What's the mental? Very enthusiastic but self-centered, willful, honest, direct. Okay, what would be, now if you just took the mental, what would be the opposite of someone who was, you know, very expressive, compassionate, or enthusiastic, someone who was passive-aggressive? So what would be the, the, you know, the contraction of that would be, that drives me, the thing that drives me the crazy the most is someone who's passive-aggressive, you know, just smoldering. Okay, what's the neutral? What would fire look like neutrally? That's where we have to start, if, especially if you're going to interplay things. Warmth, responsible, respectful, enthusiastic, forgiving, very fire. I taught, uh, we taught our BCPP fire last week, and, and they really had uh, an understanding that they thought, oh, gosh, we're going to go to the fire class. We're going to be bouncing all over the wall. And they actually, when we got done with all the fire work we did in the in the advanced work, is that they started to feel focused. They felt calm. They felt like saying yes meant yes and saying no meant no. So when you really get to know this, and this is, again, just knowing the elements, knowing the chess pieces. So when you are expanded now, so you know neutral is very respectful, very you know, warm. It feels comfortable. Dallas fire feels really powerful, empowering. Now, let's say expanded, okay? Fire moves to expansion. Raging, blaming, resenting, explosiveness, controlling, judgment. What's it contracted then? Self-blame, apathetic, controlled, resenting, smoldering, passive-aggressive, emotional, there's point, point, and you can take each one of these emotional, you know, anger, frustration, powerful. That's part of fire on the other end of it. 
what would be the other end of it. So you, we, we deal with all this. Functions of fire or warmth, digestion, and vitality. So if I know those core things, if I know that fire, fire is digestion, vitality, and warmth, what's the motor part of fire? Well, thighs are the negative pole. Motor, movement, digestion, elimination through sweat and blood. Sensory is sight, fire the eyes, fire in the eyes. Then you have, you know, the, the, the important thing, too, is to really study the physical aspects of it. Hunger, urine, blood, all this, the things that are associated with fire, shaking, solar plexus, stomach, liver. Every, every, the beauty of our elements is they all have some kind of a physical correlation and reflexes. I love that. People think you're a genius when you, you, you know, they look at their eyes and you maybe do some forehead work and there's a lot of tension in the eyebrow area and you say, geez, how's your digestion? They go, how'd you know that? It's terrible. So these are things that make you work in what I call a holistic and relationship science. Harmonics, you know, you can even go down Aries, Leo, Sag. What's the toning? What's the colors? Yellow, gemstones, color, taste, even taste. What's now? You're into the manifest of air, fire, water, bitter. So you, you know, asking people what types of foods that they they like. What types of um, what what are their what what say what what do they really hate? I always get people love to come because they say what what's what do you what do you what's your best tasty food. Or what do you hate? Oh God, I can't stand hot food. Oh my God, I love sweet. Okay, your water. Okay, let's let's. And you see, you see, when you talk, Larry, about the interplaying of it, you have to think. Okay, I hear they don't, they have no. They all they want is bitter food. They love bitter foods. So you can start in your head. You start playing this game. So again, body type is important. You know, there is a definite fire muscular body type. Ectomorph, mesomorph, and endomorph. Ectomorphs are always vata, air, 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 and, and ether. Your muscular, your your, your pitta, ectomorph, the mets mesomorph. They're muscular. Endomorphs are always water, earth. You can have two types of endomorphs. You can have the pear-shaped, you know, watery endomorph, or you can have the you know the tarse, the you know the the very thick body, thick neck, so on. So that's your first thing. And, and and I think you all know this. I don't have to go on with that. I think you know it. Now, I do want to talk a little bit and then I do want to jump to the um to the um pentamerous, the blending. I want to try to talk a little bit to you about that and that could um that could be a, a whole webinar on on its own. And that's I love I love the the whole process of looking at the pentamerous. And if you happen to have Dr. Stone's information, his section in one of his, it's, vol, it's, it's the first volume, page 225, where he talks about the, um, the, the uh, blending, the five, the blending of the elements. But I'll talk about that in a second. All right, let's go now to the next step. Now, once you get all the qualities of the elements, and you pretty well know those, then you have another wonderful way to watch how the elements are blending with each other is to look at the energetic actions of the body. For an example, and these are pretty pretty Ayurvedically based. And Dr. Stone, that's what he studied. 
you know, when you look at the energetic patterns, you know, we can go, we, we take a whole time in looking at the whole idea of how energy steps down, what's the lines of force. You know, you can sit and look at a skeleton. You probably all have done this. And are you, was one hip higher than the other, one shoulder? Do you have short leg, long leg? You can look at the toes and see if you have the air toe is, you know, higher than your fire toe, if your earth toe is sliding underneath your water toe. That's a lot of contraction. I can see contraction and expansion everywhere. You can look at the lips if they're kind of pushed together. You can look at the teeth. The two front teeth or ether go out to the air teeth. Then the fangs, the water, the fire, then the water, the molars of the ears. So when people tell me they have a toothache, I ask them which tooth. <laughs> I do. You can look at the lips. The, the, if you look straight down from the nose, the lips, everything that's in the center of the body is ether. So the lips right in the middle are, are ether. You can go right down the body and all to the pubic bone, all the way down to the ether toes, and you can see exactly where ether is. You know, you look out in the corners of the lips, sometimes you can see they're really turned down. That's earth contracted. So you go out from ether for the midline of the body, ether, air, fire, water, earth. So take, put your two fingers to your, to your lips, right close together. That's your ether line. Then you go out a little bit, your air line, then your fire, your water, and then earth. So the corners of your, you watch, I, I was, I, you can look at people's mouth and see where, what exactly, what elements are playing. So what the first awareness is before you can see how they interplay is to be how they're playing. Clavicles are thick and tight or they're loose as a goose. Joints are stuck and hard. That's, that definitely shows ether contracted. As people get older, they lose their space. They lose their air. They, you know, they, they get airy. They need more airy sometimes, and they forget things. That's not not na- unnatural. So when you also are looking at the energetic actions of the body, the head, I'm going to give you kind of just just areas of focus. We can we can you can you know it's as above so below. Every everything is interrelated, and it gets kind of confusing when people say, well. Geez, this was, you talk about the air finger, the first joint of the air finger, which is the chest area in air, yet you look at air foods, then you look at air personalities, then you look at an airy day, or you look at noise in a in a uh, airport going home or trying to get home for Thanksgiving. It's especially a rejazic, very fiery. So you say, everything's the same. Yeah, but I love that about Ayurveda, Chinese medicine, and most of our energy medicines, is that they have a core. And everything is comes from the same source, as above, so below. So what's happening up in the universe, we are the sun. We are the moon. How the universe operates, we operate. So if we pull it apart like medicine has done, the gastrointestinal specialist has no idea how gastrointestinal systems would relate to heart. And do they care? They don't. I mean, I've even gone in and worked with clients when they've had cancers and, and they've had ovarian cancers and they ask a question about something with the breast. He says, I don't know, I'm not a breast person. I'm just do, I just do a, a ovarian cancer work. So this reductionary concept in medicine has made it completely, completely, totally un, in, in a, a non-relationship thing, non-holistic. 
but you're going to get confused on some of this because it is holistic, but that's okay because it'll it'll really move its way. The more you think about it and the more you study it and the more you work with it, and you will you will find it's the best system because I can look at someone and go, hmm, their body is telling me they're really water, but yet they're passive-aggressive. Someone needs a star six. Star six, thank you. So they could be passive aggressive, and then star six. Hello, star six. I'm I'm hearing uh, feedback. So someone just maybe came on or unmuted, maybe. Star six. Okay, thank you. So you could you could be looking at someone and think, huh? They pretty much look like their their energetic DNA would be water. And then you look and say, but I'm listening to them. They're very angry. But that's fire contracted. So what has happened to even if they were predominantly water, you can show the effect of the element being fire really overpowering the predominant element because of raging. Fire got so expanded that you're raging. And the minute the minute you get into an imbalance, what does fire do? Boils water, evaporates water. So water becomes contracted, fire becomes expanded. So you look at that person and they're angry and they're very fiery. And then you, you see because fire focuses air and if it's too fiery, air is going to be compromised and contracted. So you have water contracted, air contracted, and fire expanded. What happens with earth? Earth will be the fire is contract, water is contracted. You've got to have water move to earth to move it, open it. So Earth is going to be contracted. So you know you get you you can see these things, and then the the next step, and maybe we can have one of these talks next the next uh, maybe next next January February, is how do you deal with it with from um, what protocols do you use, and I'll go over that in a second. So let's go to some of the energetic actions of the body. The head is the thinking center. It's a control center from thought comes activity and purpose. So there's, if there, if the, the torso is the doing center, the interactivities of the body, and the limbs are moving center. Now think about this. And these, I'm just giving you some tools here. So when I'm, I have just those three areas, head, torso, limbs, when I see somebody really having a lot of migraines or in their head constantly and so on, I immediately know that we're dealing with um, the thinking centers, okay? And then I can look at the doing center, if there's a lot of torso, the interactivities, you know, if there's a lot of issues going on with digestion and so on, or if there's a lot of carpal tunnel, a lot of limb area, this is from the inner desire to outer expression. So I have, these are tools. I think another piece that I think is really pretty cool is that, you know, when you look at the elemental aspects of the body, Ether is the overall body because of space. My air is mind and mental. Fire is emotions. Again, you know, it's people people say you keep coming up with these categories, but yet they all will change and mix. But they still predominantly any emotional disturbance. I really have to look at how to balance fire. I may really do some spiral currents on them. I may do the path of the fire principle. I may release the psoas, which is a which is a huge fire muscle. All inner body stuff is water. All earth is structural. All the structural body. So we have we th- we have 
here. A lot of things to, to work on that. Um, I do want to, to uh, I already talked the last time I talked about uh, the history of on how to take intakes and so on, so I won't do that again tonight. And the other, I think there is a, my video or my audio is from the other. I do want to talk about some of the energetics of some of these things that you will notice, like the symptoms or the illnesses or the conditions that you notice. So if you want to have, you can write these down. If you have have something that you want to have, at least one, two, three, four, what you should do is that number one, you always start when you're looking at elemental assessment and trying to figure out who's interplaying with what. You always start with the element that represents the organ or the system that is out of balance. So if I'm dealing with a lot of colon issues, diverticularis, if I'm dealing with asthmas or whatever, so you start with the element that represents the organ or the system that is out of balance. Like respiratory system is air, muscles are fire, ovaries are water, bones are earth. The other thing is you look for how, number two, look for how that organ or the system is manifesting its imbalance and the anatomical or physiological manifestation of the illness. I, we have added in the past few years, we have added a pathology course. We have anatomy, physiology, but we have a pathology course, which goes into the, um, the pathology or the etiology of the disease. But then the way we teach it is then we look at the, the energetic connections to it. So we don't do it just as pure, path. yeah, we, uh, we do it as pathology. But then we say, okay, what elements is, are showing here? And I like that term, what elements are showing? That's all you have to say. It could show in the body, it could show through your sound. So what elements are showing? So you look for that organ or the system and how that organ or the system is manifesting its imbalance and the anatomical, physiological manifestation of the illness. Like is it red and hot or is it cold and stuck, oozing and inflamed? Is there like different nagging continuous pain, so all these things. And so what's nice about us is we look at all the person. And people love it because the people, I'll say, where are you feeling that in your body? And they're talking and they're upset with their their partner or their spouse and they're on and on. I said, And I just take a deep breath and I say, I stop them and I say, where are you feeling that in your body? And they go, oh, uh, you know what? When you said that, it's just in my throat. I could just... It's my, my throat feels so stuck and contracted. I say, then is there something you need to say to that person? Again, I never, I never lead, I never go to that person and say, oh, you have this, this, and this. That's why we do effective, reflective listening. Okay, the third thing is how, where, identify where, is number three, identify where and when the imbalances, the imbalances is being manifested. Is it right versus left? This is important. Is it front versus back? Is it lateral versus medial, top, etc.? So then you identify the elements of the manifestation. It could be it could be numerous. Like I, I I say to myself, okay, what's showing most? Okay, I hear a very strong voice. No, no, I'm not. Woo. Okay, very fiery. I hear. Rapid breathing, oh, that's air. Rapid, shallow, very, you know, anxiety. Because I know anxiety and shallow breathing is air. 
Then I look at the body. I can even I can even hear I can even hear uh, air walk. I can hear uh, earth walk. I look at the toes. I say, I think I say this in class all the time. And my daughter, I told her, I said, when you start dating, I'm I'm fine. She said, well, do you want to meet him? I said, no, I just want to look at their toes. <laughs> and she says, Mom, crazy. I no way. <laughs> but I'm 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 serious. I'm really serious. So you you then identify the elements as you go along with this. Number that's number four. Number five. Number five. And this will give you kind of a, a tool a tool system. Number five, look for where else in the body, mind or thoughts, this pattern is being played out. Okay? Now this is important because this is how you start getting into the interplay. High blood pressure, hmm. Lack of flexibility in the blood vessels, too much earth. In the, in the element of fire, lack of compassion, tolerance for people who are not quick-minded. So you start, to, and this is why I say how, I don't know how medicine ever is effective when they spend 10 minutes with you, they're looking down and on a computer. Sometimes, sometimes I'll be, you know, after I've done the intakes, I'll sit at the, I'll sit at the feet maybe first because I think that's the appropriate way and I'll hold the ankles and I'll look up the body and I'll look at the nostrils. And the right nostril is flaring out more than the left nostril. That tells me something right there. Right side, gang side. If it's flaring out, that could be really their right side fire. But the left side is very contracted, very has no movement in the left side nostril. I watch and see if the nose is over to the right or to the left. It's so fascinating. So, so number six then. Because once you have this looked at where else in the mind and thought that this is being played out, work with the client to identify the root cause. So what you do is start reflective listening. You you initial, you know, you never you always have to assume that there could be some trauma. So when you start seeing all this, you never come out with, oh, you must have this. You don't you don't diagnose. You don't need to. You ask questions. We have a whole manual of how to ask a question for fire. Element, fire, emotional fire, mental fire, physical. There are certain questions you can ask, like fire, physical would be how's, how's your digestion been, and that you know those, and then you know, so so you the, the number six is you work with the client to identify the root cause through questions. Now you know again you have so you notice you have energetic representation. You have hands and feet. Thumb is big, and thumb is ether. First finger and toe is air. Middle finger and toe is fire, water, earth. You know the the distal portion far away is ether. The distal joint is air. Middle, so you can go on with a lot of these colors, lines and markings, spacing. So any of these things you can look at lateral. When when you look at anything that's lateral in the body. It's more movement away from center or pull influences from the external. If it's medial, it's movement towards the center, top, and so on. And so what I want to do now, I mean, you, we can go on, and this is lots of things, but I want to give you an idea. But we look at size, we look at shape, round edges, blunt edges, alignment, raised portions, twisting or tilting. I think that we have so much that it's almost to the point that it's wonderful. All right, now, here's what we're going to do, the last few seconds. Letitia, want to see how, check in, how, a couple questions? 
Yes, all right. Um, Rachel Smith, do you have any questions? No, not right now. Thanks. I'm good. This is great. Okay. Um, Kathy? Kathy Connolly? Do you have any questions? Nope. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, what about... Uh, did I? I'm trying to think who I called before. Uh, let's see. What about uh, Jerry Lewis? Do you have any questions? No, I'm taking this all in. But uh, Mary Jo has done a wonderful job tonight. So thank you, thank you. I, and I, I, I really you. appreciate that, Mary Jo. My pleasure. And I could talk about it. And I, I, I just want. I just know where Plary is going to go. I hope you all have. You know, you understand. You wouldn't be here if you didn't, you know, didn't like it yourself and everything. But it's so important. We're moving so forward with this, and now when we have this accreditation, oh my God, unbelievable! So you know, we we have a golden opportunity here to make a real difference in healthcare, and our and our system will be quite different. And people who know the difference and have been with with us that have been working with Polarity for a while, and a lot of you, people understand. And may, you don't even have to know this and understand this because when you're, you're taught some of the, the Dr. Stone's work, it automatically is, is there for you. When you start doing the elemental assessment, if you then become such a master at what you're doing, then you will just create all kinds of releases and imbalances and, and help people get unstuck. And, you know, that's what we want to do is before, you know, you've got a knot in the hose, you got to untie that knot or the hose will burst, and we have that ability to untie those knots before it becomes a heart attack, cancer. And I know cancer for sure. So, okay, now, in case you have, I don't know if you have this, but we'll send this to you if you haven't, but Dr. Stone's, and this is in his, one, his, his book, it's volume, it's, I think it's volume two, so maybe volume one in it's called the Inquirer. It's it's his it's his notes for um, the great how to look at the whole interplay and it's called the blending. Okay, now first of all, let's just draw. Go ahead and draw five circles. Just draw five circles separate. Okay. Just draw five circles. Just make them small right in front of you. Okay. And and the first one. Just right below it, that's space or ether, and then make one, the next one, air, the next one, fire, the next one, water, the next one, earth. So, now draw a line right in the middle. Draw a line right in the middle of ether, cir circle, air, fire, water, earth. Draw a line right in the middle. Okay, now go ahead and divide the bottom part so it has four equal pieces of pie. So you'll draw basically three lines, a straight line, one to the right, one to the left. So you basically, and each to the bottom of each half of those five circles. You already have this, the line in the middle where you divided it. Draw one down the middle, one to the right, to the left, and you have four equal pies shaped, four, four spaces. Okay, now just sit with that for a second. 
Now, every element, my friends, every element is divided into two halves. One half remains unchanged. That's your upper half, the upper half that you just that you left open. One half remains unchanged. The other half is further divided into equal parts, making each equal to one-eighth of the original. Thus, you now have five parts. So you have five parts to ether, you have five parts to air, you have five parts to fire, you have five parts to water, and you have five parts to earth. So, with the unchanged half, the top half that you just drew, with the unchanged half of each element, one-eighth of each of the other four elements are combined, thus making a size as whole of a whole. But each now contains all the elements, one is, but one is, only is predominant, thus in this pentamerous, that's why Dr. Stone calls it the pentamerous combination. Now think about this. You have 25 factors that are manifested. You have five factors in, in ether and five factors in air and five factors in water and earth and fire and so on. Okay, now in those, in those squares, all right, in those squares, the four squares, you have ether first. Just right on the, in the open space, right ether. In that open upper half of the, of the first circle, right ether. Then in the second circle, right air. Then fire, then water, then earth. All right? Now, obviously that's your upper half. That's your predominant one. All right? Now you realize that you've got five-fold now. You've got five variables. Ether, air, fire, water, earth. All right, now, in, this, in the ether, to the right, go down to the little four squares. Write A for air, and one of the, go to the left, A for air, then fire, then water, then earth. So those four subdivisions in ether are, of course, the other four elements, air, fire, water, earth. Okay, that's five. So you have ether as your predominant half, and you have air, fire, water, earth. Now go to air, that's predominant, and air is predominant, but then you've got ether, fire, water, earth in the bottom four. So air is predominant, but you have ether in the one farthest to the left, just put those farthest to the left, then you have fire, then you have water, then you have earth. Okay, now go and do the same for fire. Fire is, pull that out, that's your predominant one now. That's in your, the, the upper half of your fire. Then put ether, the little one of the, one of the four squares below fire, the fire circle. You have ether to the left, air, water, and earth. Well, go to water. Okay, pull water up, that becomes your predominant element is water. But water... What are the four? You have ether, air, fire, earth. So water is your predominant one, but you've got those little four elements. And this is, this, this is a good visual for you. The earth is your predominant, so pull the last circle on the last circle. You can put earth up to the top. That's a whole 50% of that circle is earth. But then go below. You have ether, air, fire, water. Okay, now this is 
This is the five-fold combination. 25 factors are manifested. All right, now I'm going to give you a, a quick overview because there's lots to this, but I'm going to give you a quick, a quick overview of this. I'm going to, I'm going to apply it to, to each one. Now it's interesting. And I'm going to, I'm going to have you write above your ether one. The ether, the whole five-fold combination of ether, the basic proponent of, you're going to give you a global. Uh, word that'll describe the ether. It's called grief. I told you a little bit about it. Just put grief above that. Air. What's the biggest combination of this? Air is desire. So above the circle of air, right desire. Now these people, people say, yeah, Mary Jo, right. I said, no. Air is always desire. Think about your walking on the ocean and the air is just blowing and you go, oh my God, I don't want to be here anymore. You open the car windows and it's spring and you put your arm out and the air is breezing and you have this all the desire to leave. Just keep driving, put my top down in my convertible and just keep going and going. Desire. So what is the word? Is this a, a literal, literal word? No. It's the proponent. It's a word that describes the process of that particular five-fold process of air being predominant. Now, obviously, the one for fire, they have termed, this is all our old Ayurveda, is hunger. Okay? They also have it, you can actually have it as anger. You can put anger up there because fire, that's one of the major over overviews of it is anger. Higher. Sometimes they call it hunger. Sometimes they call it anger. And what's fire? Fire will eat up anything. Fire, just look at what happened with 911. The fire just took that whole thing down. The heat, fire aggressiveness. Fire will burn through thousands and thousands of acres, and nobody can stop it. We can't. We have. We can fly people to the moon, but we can't stop a raging forest fire. We have to go 10 miles out and dig trenches and drop water on it and drop everything else. So the proponent, the overall esoteric proponent of that particular fire is anger. Now go to water. So right above water, put love or attachment. Water is all about the issues of understanding that Water is, you know, it's pretty grounded. You know, one of the major poles of water are the, are, are the generative areas. Addictions are always seated in water. Okay, then put on top of earth, it's fear. Earth is all about the over overriding concept is fear. Think about the earth, the earth, not having earth on your feet. When you jump out of an airplane, what's it, fear? So, you, you know, earth, like you're going to have a, an earthquake and have a fear. But it's, it's it, again, I just put that there because those are just the overriding things with it. So let's take for an example the combination now. Let's look, let's look at air. Obviously, you know, air has the whole proponent of desire. And there's, there's things that you, that you, that you can, put with air, 
the one thing that we do when we're looking at the combination is air is also a good desire. There's air has speed behind it. It's transitional, so speed is also another concept of it. When you put space with air and speed, it lengthens. Think about it. When you're driving and you have air air moving in a tunnel, it lengthens. You put your hand out there and it lengthens it. When you have air combined with fire, guess what? Think about it. blowing on a candle. You start to shake. It's called shaking. So I'm looking at the fivefold of air right now, just looking at the fivefold of air. Saying the, the natural pr progression of air, of course, is desire, but it's speed. So air will transition. What happens when you have air with water? You create movement. When you think of the hurricane, Katrina, you had the air and it moved, and it wasn't the fact that you had 150 mile winds or whatever picking up water and tossing it, but it was movement. So air has to move water. And then when air is really moving, like the desert, it becomes air. Earth becomes contracted. So you have to know how these fivefold interplace with each other. So for an example. When air is expanded, it will disperse fire. When air is expanded, it will cause water to have great movement. When air is contracted, water will be stagnant. I'm just giving you kind of the, you know, this is just giving you a general concept of Dr. Stone's concept of it, just showing you how they interplay. You don't have to understand all the detail of it, but you know, when air is really the storm, the desert storms, it dries, it parches earth. When there's no air, there's stillness. There's just there's there's a there's lots of variation. So when you look at air, you can see how it interplays with those. Now, if you want to look at it. When air is expanded, we often have um, a lot of difficulties. We have a lot of difficulties with, um, uh, you know, uh, can't, you know, with breathing. We it, it always sometimes air will have a lot of relationships to asthma, with contracted air. When asthma, when you have contracted air and you're dealing with asthma, you need to also know that you have to work with water because you've got a water you know, and so you can transition air. Now, I'm, I don't want to get too too into more detail. I just want you to understand the combination. You don't have to have to understand all the detail of it, but just the combination. So let me see where you're at with that. How's that? How's how's that, Larry? What do you think? Have him chi chi chime in. Does this does this give you an idea how these things move? Because well, I'm going to I'm going to say more. it a little more. That is the finest I've heard Pentamerous presented. Wow. Thank you. That was that that was so helpful and that lets me know that I can go into Stone's book and um with this background understand more. Yeah. Okay. That was that was excellent. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you. Okay, let me go on then one more. One more thing. Let's look at fire. Fire is about hunger. Okay. Now, fire, when it's expanded, it eats up everything. So when you think about it, you're sitting, you say, say you're in a, um, you you um, 
are done skiing on a ski slope, you go into a big open space where you have a hot toddy and you have a roaring fire in there. So fire in space, you sleep, you get tired, you sleep, so it contracts space. Fire with air creates thirst. You're running, you're getting hot, and you're running, and you evaporate water. So fire expanded will evaporate water, and you have thirst. Now, this is just a parameter. Fire and water, it's luster. When you think about hot sun sparkling off of water, it, it, it reflects it. Fire is reflected, so, you know, when you get a sunburn and so on. So I'm just showing you how they connect, and I'll give you then fire... Hot, hot, hot. Have you ever been in the South? <laughs> when it gets really hot, when everyone is just really lazy. Slow, slow, slow. So, yeah, pe yeah people say, Mary Jo, this is general. I said, okay, but let's let's look at it. If I see a pe person raging, okay, let me make, make an, an application here for you. When I see fire raging and it's it's expanded, I know that their earth is going to really be slowed down. So what I may want to do is to work water. And water, fire is going to burn out water. So I may do a water session on them. I may work the water toe. I may try to bring the water back. But I know that fire focuses air. So to get out some of that, that thirst that is creating, it's burning up air, I'm going to do the brachial plexus work, try to open up the air, balance the water, and all of a sudden I might do the path of the fire principle and calm, calm that darn fire down because I know how they interact with each other. So you, this, I just, I'm going to stop here now because that's a, I, that's a lot to absorb. And I just want you to, to understand, and, and I just want to kind of give you, I'll end with, um, with kind of like how would you do of processing the client and thinking about this. And so I'll end with that. Is there anyone that has a question so far? I mean, I actually think we could have many different sessions on this. I'm very happy if you want to talk to Letitia about uh, we have once a month a two-hour talk on, and we're starting with the pentam, or we're starting with the hermetic principles, and then we move to the to the once a month for the uh, two hours of each element and talking about the element and how they how they move through this. Any question? Are you un have you unmuted him, Letitia? Well, I can mute Larry, it. and I'm fine. I mean, I just uh, this has been great. Good, thank you. Okay, so I'll end with this. Okay, don't don't be frustrated. If you just understand, if you, do, you got nothing from t t specific, understand that we have everything blends. I think you all got that. That you can't just say, oh, I'm going to do a fire, this and their fire imbalance. Then you kind of have this idea now of how this interplays. Just start thinking about it. Like, okay, if they really have a fever, they have this, well, I would start working on water balance a lot. I drink a lot of fluids. I'd make sure they're hydrated. I would add lemon water, some, you know, maybe some digestive things. I'd work the fire toe. I'd work the, the uh, spiral current. I might even do some eye work, some work on the forehead eye. I'd work the fire lines to calm it down, work the water, did a lot of hip work. 
see, you can pick and choose and try it. If you do that and say, well, then I better open up the flu for the fire to, you know, if the fire's really small, I better open up the flu. So I do a lot of, of the fire, the basic APP fire balancing work or do the brachial plexus work. And you know, fire just calms. The minute you open up the scapula, Dr. Stone's right on the brachial plexus. Just open that up and it's just like a miracle. So maybe that's all I do and then do some, um, sometimes I'll go to back to the basic session. If their fire is a really expanded, I probably won't start with the cradle at the head. I go to the ankles, air, and I pump the ankles a little bit to see if I can change the congestion in the head or the fire. If it's really, they're really into their thinking and they're really, you know, mad and bitching about things, I'll go to the ankles. I'll go right to the ankles, start pumping the ankles, do the Achilles tendon release. I'll do the air toe, um, you know, and then all of a sudden, I don't I wouldn't dare. I would wouldn't, I wouldn't go when fires expanded up in the especially the head and some positive, the positive pole. I wouldn't. If it's more the neutral pole, which is the solar plexus, and they got a lot of digestive things. I probably would start at the neutral pole and maybe do the colon releases, do the you know do the the the, the belly button, the north, south, east, west, and the navel area. Do some of the fire neutral pole area things. So you can pick and choose, but all it's simple. All think of just think about nature, okay? And then you can kind of same thing with water. If water is the predominant one, there's more fluids involved with water, because if you if you if water is expanded, you know, with especially with air, you're going to sweat. Water expanded, you start sweating. If fire, if it, if water is ex, is expanded with fire, you 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 go to the bathroom a lot. You urinate. So it gets more to the core gut things when it comes to fire. Earth, when earth earth is is bones, earth is you know. If it, and if you look at earth, the the whole half of the earth, the hair is ether, the skin is air. Always the skin is always air. So when I look at bones and I look at ether, I kind of look at the more physical structure issues that are happening. And again, you don't. This is a long-term thing. You, if you just got the concept that that the elements are are inter, interplay, then I'm happy. So I'm going to end with this very quickly. Um, when you're when you're working with somebody, I think there are four or five phases that you can do. First of all, I do think we ought to really get really savvy on intakes. Dr. Ivan Lloyd, we have had, we have an intake that I teach with our BCBP that. It actually, you can. It's an elemental intake, and you might want to start doing that a little bit more. I'm happy to send that to you if you want to email Letitia. We can send you a copy of of Dr. Lloyd's elemental intake. We do that. We teach that a lot. So and it works a lot. So you have to have an intake, okay? And if you do the intake, you can start to record the qualities of each of the elements being presented. I like that. Being what elements are showing? What's being presented? By using an elemental intake, you can see the pain imbalances. You can see any of the mental and emotional symptoms. Do a good information and client history. Then phase two, start to assess by identifying the organ systems of the body associated with the primary and secondary levels of what you see. I call it manifestation. So that's phase two. Start to identify. Start to write down. Bunion, bunion on the left toe, you know, hip higher, right hip higher, one one lip higher than the other lip, 
So start looking at that or, and identify especially the organ systems that are involved. Then phase three is you visually, visual and body systems assessment. Look at, visually look at them. I often have a person stand up. I'll put my hands, let them bend forward and see how much the hip goes high or low. Look at their knees. Look at one foot out, one foot in. What side's contracted? What side's expanded? So phase three, you visually look at visual and body systems as a marker for developing, a, you know, this. And then, and you know, here too, in phase three, you look at skin, you look at the respiratory characteristics or with the air element. If you look at muscular or digestive systems, they're characteristic of the fire element. If you look at lymph or reproductive systems, they're going to be characteristics of the water. Bone structure are characteristics of earth. Phase four, by recording the elemental area most affected, you can begin your, ses your session at, say, at, the, at that reflex point, the feet or the hands. So for an example, phase four, earth contracted is dense tissue, inflexibility, and bone and skeletal pain. Earth expanded is stiff, heaviness, achy pain. Water contracted would be dehydrated, holding on to things, dryness, and overall system. Water expanded is swelling, excess pain around the joints, uncomfortable pain, bloating. Fire contracted, no motivation. It's called no effect, especially when fire is really contracted. Suppress anger, lethargy, holding pain. Now fire expanded is going to show inflammation, acute pain in the joints, anger, digestive issues, colitis. Air contracted is dryness, suppressed breathing, anxious, pain maybe surrounding the entire chest and upper back. Now air expanded is hyperactivity, mucus buildup, Sinus area is affected. Pain moves around. Okay, ether contracted is space seems to be closing in. Limited freedom, freedom, feeling of consistent discomfort and joint pain. Ether expanded now is feeling lost, too much space, inability to ground, uncertainty, and dis disorientation. So in phase four, I'm, I'm recording the elemental areas most affected, and then I will start to kind of categorize where I want to go. And I can I try people say, well what do you go to first? I go to the most predominant what's showing the most predominantly. Then I will try to balance that and think about if fire is expanded, what do you put a fire out with? Well, let's get get fire focused and air fire focuses air. So I'd open up the flu. Okay, then my last phase, my dear friends, we're almost done here. My last phase is my action plan. I'm going to set up a plan, set up the session. So after the intakes, the review of my observations and assessment, I will design some of the sessions. I will try to determine, this is important, right? This, I will try to determine the predominant and the secondary elements involved. Predominant was ever showing pretty much, and sometimes it might switch on you, so don't be, <laughs> don't be afraid to change your mind. This is what's wonderful about energy. You can change your mind all the time, and you're right. You're right on everything. <laughs> you're never wrong. <laughs> you just are doing what is showing, and you could do, if air is showing expanded, and you do maybe do some earth balancing, or air has to aerate earth, so you might try to work with earth, and that works, and it goes to something else. You didn't, do, you didn't fail. 
Don't think you failed. So, you, so after this, you determine the predominant and the secondary elements, then determine what part of the physical body, mental and emotional qualities of the elements are involved. So I often think, now, what's the predominant element here? And I name it. I think about it after I've gone through it. And then what's the secondary element involved? Then I determine what part of the physical body, mental or emotional qualities of these elements are involved. That's where your little your, your little details of all your elements. You can I keep a chart around. You don't have to memorize everything. You know, I we go in depth when I, when I teach the theory of the elements. We go in depth of the more deeper psychological things that portray themselves and what areas they are, ether, air, whatever. And again, we don't diagnose. I just fit it into the elemental container. I often design my protocols for categories of energy blocks or conditions. Like for an example, I'll give you something concrete. Carpal tunnel is, is uh, something I work on. I personally consider carpal tunnel to be contracted, a contracted air imbalance. And I would start to work in the neck and the thoracic area. Okay? But another example would be digestive imbalances. I personally consider digestive balances issues to be fire-related. So I would work and begin at the feet, the fire feet, reflex points, and so on. So that just gives you... And then I always assess after I do my action plan and setting up the session. I always, in phase six, I do a review. I wait when I'm done. You have to close the session. You can't be jumping around. So I, you make a call and say, all right, fire's expanded. I'm going to work on getting air balanced. See what other things come up. And then at the end, you take some notes because you can perpetually, you know, people should come back and see plenty people at least twice a month just for maintaining health. So, first of all, I thank you for being on, listening to something that I have, I think is very important for us. And I just want to honor where you're at. I am so happy with what has transpired in, through our chaos and as our, we're, we're progressing and, you know, out of chaos comes order. And to have the accreditation, I don't care, even the most of the other uh, modalities are looking at us, even the massage people who are not licensed in states are looking at, wow, we need to go get this this national accreditation through ICE and NCCS and NAAC. It's incredible. I worked. I worked with the phone calls, listening. I called, and I think we we may even be able to look as soon as we finish it all, where we can maybe get some 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 grants through the federal government. We are federal government licensed, not licensed. We're federal government board certified, which is as good as licensure. My medical board in Ohio, which is real strict, said you're in. You know, you've kept it. You, I've kept myself clean because I I really have written our scope of practice and everything. But now that I have the, the accreditation as a BCPP, do not ever let that drop. I, I can't tell you how many hospitals we've been into who accept it. The lawyers at Parker Hannifin, we've worked with them before. They accepted us right away. It's not, it's, and we don't need all that fuss and muss. And there's, and there's only a few states that license massage. The rest of them are out there and all over the different places. We now have a full standard, our standards and everything else. So obviously I'm very pleased with it. I'm very proud of it. And if we can help you in any way, we have distance learning programs now where you can, we have, we do um, uh, 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 
we, we video some of our classes and, and, and transmit them. Uh, there's so much that app is going to be doing to, to grow it. I think, I think at the polarity is the first line of healthcare because you know what? It's holistic. If you start looking at how you deal with these elements, then you have the nutrition piece of it. You have the, the exercise piece of it. You have the lifestyle skill changes. You got a huge nutritional thing, and all of Dr. Stone's work is now this forks over knives and plant-based programs and everything else. So I just obviously I'm doing this. This is my seva here, but I really think that together we can. So I just want to thank you, and I would take some moment, Lucia, if you open it up to ask people a few more questions, and then we'll be done. Okay, uh, I'll I'll unmute. And any of you can just ask questions. I'm unmuting everybody. Please. Hello? Yes. Yes, this is Meredith. How are you? Fine. Thank you, Meredith. Um, good. I want to thank you. It was very inspiring. It was a lot to process. I'm not sure I have a question, but I have a, a lot of appreciation. and. Um, I liked especially how you talked about the interplay because a lot of times I think of one element predominantly and then mm-hmm. that was the most fascinating piece for me. So I really loved that. I took a lot of notes <laughs> and I'm going to well, you know, go over everything. So I just want to thank you. It was wonderful. Thank you. And just to remind everybody, thank you, Meredith, is that we're going to be doing these every month after is doing these, mm-hmm. and we got Dr. Leslie Korn will be on the call uh, in December. We're going to do it before Christmas. We move it up. If, if the fall is close to Christmas, we move it to the week before. She's going to be talking about, She did. she's a brilliant polarity practitioner. She's going to be talking about the elements of food and that food and in relationship to mental dis- dysfunction. She, she is a believer that most of our depression and our psychotic episodes and things are food-related. So she's gonna mm-hmm. she's gonna talk about her new book that's coming out. She's one of our top polarity people. She's wonderful. And then January, February, we'll have more. And I'll I'll come back. I think I think I've had so much realize how many people would with this elemental assessment could get us. This could get us really into the mainstream if we have defined our scope and we really know how to talk the language, our own language. I think we'll. So I'll probably do a few more of these and just pick up where we were and just keep keep going with this. So please please feel free to talk to Leticia about getting on our theory calls, too. Thank okay, you anyone so else? You're welcome. I just, this is Larry. I just want to say thank you and, gosh, happy Thanksgiving and thank you for all that you bring to all of us. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And thank you. Yeah, and thank, yeah. Let's thank Dr. Stone and be thankful for everything he brought to us. Now we have to just sort it all out. <laughs> 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 Sounds good. Uh-huh. Bringing up hot toddies too. That's a that's all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. What did he say? I missed that. He said it's good uh, with the hot toddies too. <laughs> I made that point about oh, yeah. sitting by <laughs> sitting by the fire with the hot toddy. <laughs> mm-hmm, the fire. <laughs> Hello, Letitia. So that was wonderful. Thank you. Thank you again. Hello, Letitia. Yes, Larry. This is Larry Glasgow. Hi, Larry. Uh, oh, hi, Larry. Hello. Hello, everybody. Uh, Hi. <laughs> I, I just was able just to get the phone numbers. My system was hacked. 
And uh-huh. uh, the email for uh, on the 16th, I needed to have a reset so that I could uh, download. Yeah. Somebody decided that they needed to hack my system, so I'm just about getting back up. Okay, Are well, you we'll saying, Larry, you, you need you need the the um, the handouts for tonight? Is that what you're saying? Yes, yes, that's what. Yeah, that was that was sent out on the 16th. I got it. I got it. If they, it was just. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what I need, what type of session I did, because it's the first time this ever really happened to me like this in 15 years. Oh, I'm sorry to hear it, but I'll get this to you. Yeah, please do. No I enjoyed problem. it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I just uh, was late getting in, but I enjoyed it. Thank you, Mary Jo. You just made me feel right at home. So you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. I hope you do. <laughs> Any other questions? Nope. Thanks for you. Okay. Well, happy Thanksgiving to everybody, and think elementally. Think about your Thanksgiving, especially when we're stuffing our faces and everything else. What's, what's the element? What's the element in play there? <laughs> water. Water probably would the addictiveness. We want that food. But anyhow, enjoy yourself. And if we can help you in any way, APTA, APTA is here to stay. They have made a huge transition. Uh, please support that group, our, our group. We're only as good as our national organization. They have great standards. We have an excellent thing. Support it. Maybe get on the board, get on a committee, help us, because we're going to be doing a lot of these things pro bono so we can take polarity and all of us forward. And if you if you are interested in moving forward, I would suggest strongly you look at the BCPP. I'm sure there's a lot of options everywhere for you on that, and there's a lot of good schools. Gary Strauss has a great school in California. Uh, it's just they're mm-hmm. all over the place. So, so you're Leticia, sending information about that to on sure, we email. Will. Can you send us? I would appreciate that. Thank you. Sure. And please email us if you need anything, and please support APTA. And um, yes. Do you, Letitia, anything you'd like to conclude with, and then we'll end end tonight? I don't think I have anything except to say that the call in December will be the 15th of December with Leslie Korn. Thank you. Thank you. December 15th, do not miss Dr. Korn. She'll knock your socks off with the food stuff. And it's (laughs) polarity. She she looks at it polarity-wise, and she's done a lot of research. Okay, thank you, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving, and send good energy out to everybody who's having difficulties on this earth and, you know, give them a lot of thanks. And, you know, maybe with our polarity we can balance some of this tragic anger and and problems that we're having and bring peace to this earth. And we can do it through polarity. Thank you. Good night, everybody.